Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. again everybody and welcome back to anti-bullying 101 my name is jim burns i'm your host we've been doing these podcasts now for over three years the response has been great i am thrilled with the work that you guys do in trying to combat this epidemic of bullying that we see in our country. And I've said it before, it's in families, schools, communities, politics, the workforce, wherever you look, someone is being harassed, intimidated, or bullied. And it has to stop. I have experience firsthand with myself. When I was a child, I was bullied. Even as an adult, I avoided confrontations because of the fear of being bullied. And it took me a long time to get over some of the trauma that bullying brings. So even adults walk around today with the the memory and the trauma of bullying in their lives. So when you think about this podcast, try to remember, yes, it's for teachers to help deal with bullying in schools, but oftentimes a teacher was bullied when they were a kid, and they have trouble with behavior management because the kids actually can pick up on the fear of the teacher in the classroom, and they almost bully the teacher. And it's something that goes on every day. People walk around as adults and they are still living through the trauma of bullying. And it takes an event, it takes a situation, it takes some issue that crops up in their life to trigger the thoughts that cause them to have fear once again because they were bullied as a child. So bullying is everywhere. 
It is everywhere. And I share over and over and over again the need for us to have productive conflict. The need to be able to confront. The need to be able to say, hey, stop, knock it off. All of these are important when you get down to getting over the trauma of being bullied. Now today, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be covering a piece, and I don't even know if I'm going to get through the entire podcast, but it's going to be how we can create a bullyproof school. And I'm going to be going through uh, this episode with you, and somewhere around, you know, halfway through, and this is going to be going on for each successive podcast that you listen to each successive episode, um, I'm going to be covering with you what I call my one-minute tip. So the podcast will just take a short break, and when I, and then when I come back, I'm going to be covering the one-minute tip. These tips are taken from Anti-Bullying 101. These tips are taken from Anti-Bullying 101. It's a book that I wrote a few years ago that gives you 101 tips on how to deal with bullying. And I'm going to include a link in the episode description where anyone can go, click on it, and they can purchase the book. I'm also going to be including a link to my store. You know, Christmas is here. Everyone shops online now because of the COVID epidemic. I'm going to be giving you the link to my store where you can basically send. You don't even have to bring a gift to somebody. You can just send them a, a, a digital copy of a product that I sell in my store. And if they're teachers, they will appreciate it. They're cheap. They're great, and I would call them virtual stocking stuffers, if you will, where people can get some real solid information. There's about 80 products in the store that you can go and you can peruse, take a look, and see if you happen to have a teacher that you know, a teacher in the family, they would enjoy a product out of the store as they continue with most of the teachers right now are involved with virtual learning. Uh, some of them are on, in hybrid programs where they go in two days a week and they are doing virtual learning the other days. But nonetheless, they're dealing with kids. They're dealing with problems. They're dealing with issues that kids have amongst themselves. And I think a product from the store would be a great gift that you could give to one of your teachers. Now, for today, what we're going to be covering is how can we create a bully-proof school? Now, let's just take school out of it for a minute. How can we create a bully-proof family? How can we create a bully-proof culture? How can we create a bully-proof community? How can we create bully-proof issues from cropping up in politics? 
how can we create a bullyproof environment where people feel safe, secure, and they're not worried all the time about either someone talking about them, saying things to them that are off color, picking on them, harassing them, and intimidating them. And I think in order to do this, one of the steps that we have to take is we have to become more aware of ourselves. In other words, ask yourself. Now, just like, you know, it's been said, if you have to be the change that you would like to see in the world. So ask yourself this question. Do you treat everyone with kindness and respect And do you have a caring attitude when you are around people? And you only have to ask yourself a few questions. Have you ever teased someone? Have you ever excluded somebody? Or have you ever threatened someone? If you have done any of these things, if you have punched or kicked or shoved, or if you're an adult, have you talked about someone? Have you uh, have you spread rumors and gossip, you know, throughout your work environment? Then what you have to remember, if you answered yes, then you could be a bully. And if that's the case, you have to take certain steps to overcome that. Now, what is a bully? Let me go over the definition that I use in my course, uh, The Bullyproof Classroom. Bullying is when a stronger, more powerful person hurts or frightens a smaller or weaker person deliberately, meaning on purpose, repeatedly, which means again and again. And I'll caution you here. Sometimes a person can bully another person just once and they can create enough trauma in the victim's life where they carry it with them going forward. Unless a person gets amnesia, they're not going to forget what was said to them and what was done to them. And we are only a compilation of what people have said to us and what people have done to us. And we have those events stored in our memory. And when they get triggered by events moving forward that are similar to the ones that we experienced when we were younger, what happens is we start to get the anxiety. We start to get the depression. We start to get the fear that something is going to happen to us. And when we walk around fearing that something is going to happen to us, something is going to go wrong, that is what is known as post-traumatic stress disorder. Because we're basing our conclusion on uh, upon the events that have occurred or the treatment that we receive previous to that. That's post-traumatic stress, and we have to be aware of it. So bullying is when you are stronger and you look to hurt or frighten another person. Now, next question. 
Have you ever changed your seat in the lunchroom because you were being picked on? Or have you ever been in a workroom and had to leave the workroom because you feared someone? Have you ever uh, been in a situation where you knew someone was going to show up that was going to make you feel uncomfortable? Did you avoid going to a party? Did you avoid going to a social event because other people were going to be there? And I mean social events like weddings or some type of gathering of friends and you always continue to ask who's going to be there. That's something that you have to be aware of. Have you ever avoided going and using the restroom? In, uh, in, or have you ever avoided going to areas of the school or your workplace or the, the community? As a child, have you ever avoided joining a club or an activity or a sports team because you were, you were afraid a bully was going to be there? Have you ever been teased or called names by the same person repeatedly? Have you ever been assaulted? Now, let's get something straight here. If you've been shoved, kicked, punched, or spit on by somebody, what you have to be aware of is that's assault. That may not be bullying, and that's when you have to get the police involved or you have to get the court involved because you were assaulted by someone. And if someone does that to you, it's not okay to stand there and take it. And kids need to be aware of that. If, in fact, you've been threatened or you've been excluded, and if you answered yes to any of those uh, things that I just described, you're a target. You are someone that a bully is looking to target, to pick on, and you have to make changes in how you deal with a bully. A victim needs to change their approach in dealing with the bully, and I've covered many podcasts that talk about how to help victims develop resiliency. Remember, if we're going to create a climate, if we're going to create a climate where it's bully-proof, bully-free, in whatever environment we're in, what we have to be aware of is that we have to make changes ourselves. And if you happen to be a target, that's tough to do. That is very hard to do, but and it takes time, it takes role-playing, it takes courage, and I've said this before, you only have to be brave for two minutes at a time until you can get yourself out of a situation where someone is picking on you, making fun of you, or talking about you. Now, the next area here of personal responsibility is, have we ever, have we ever watched while we saw someone being threatened? 
Have we ever watched while we saw someone being excluded? Have you ever been around when someone was being called a name? Or have you ever watched while you saw someone being assaulted? And you did not report it or speak out. Remember, victims need support. A victim needs support. They need someone that's there for them. They need to know that the world is not this horrible place where they're going to get picked on, belittled, and threatened and harassed. But if you don't, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, and that is help a weaker person. Yes, we are our brother's keeper. We should stand up for them. We should help them. We should make an effort, and we shouldn't feel frightened by doing it. Because if we continue to watch, guess what? We then become the bystander. And the bystander is just that. They stand by and watch while someone's being bullied, harassed, intimidated, and they do nothing to try and help the person out. Ask yourself these three questions as you move forward in trying to create a bully-proof environment. Now ask yourself this question. Have you ever fueled the fire when someone was being bullied? In other words, you joined in while a person was being bullied, harassed, and intimidated. Have you ever just nodded in agreement when someone was mean to someone else? In other words, you, you believe it. You think that that target deserved the treatment that they received, and you agreed with it. Did you ever laugh or grin or smile when someone said something nasty to somebody else? If, in fact, you've done that, if you've done that, if you've spread rumors, if you've gossiped, if you played he said, she said, then you're more than a bystander. You're closer to being a bully yourself at that point. And these are areas of individual responsibility. We cannot stand by. We cannot join in with a bully. We have to be an upstander and do your best to stop the bully from being, um, from picking on and hurting others with their words and their actions. Now, bullying takes on many forms. It can be physical, verbal, or social-emotional. And we have to be aware of what type of bullying is going on at this point. We have to be aware, and we have to do something. If we can't do it ourselves... We have to do something that's called responsible reporting. Responsible reporting. We have to take the time to report 
to someone that's in charge that another person is bullying, picking on, or hurting someone else. And these things are all common sense. They are common sense. Do you like seeing someone being hurt? Do you like seeing someone being picked on? Do you like if you don't then you and you don't have the backbone to stand up to the bully, you have to take the steps to help them out by reporting and the victim or the target should do the same thing. Now, we're going to get into what we can do if something is happening in school, our community, in the family, what you can do if a person known as the bully is bothering you at school, at home, or in the community. And we're going to cover that right after our anti-bullying one-minute tip. Well, hi again, everybody. My name is Jim Burns, and this is your anti-bullying one-minute tip of the day. You know, some things are right or wrong, black or white. There's no gray area, and bullying is one of them. I guess everyone has reasons for doing or saying certain things and behaving in ways that are hurtful, disrespectful, irresponsible, and just downright inappropriate. Now, understanding these reasons can help us as teachers to set reasonable expectations for our students. The problem begins when these reasons become excuses. When student behaviors such as disrespect and emotional cruelty are attributed to poor genetics or when environmental shortcomings are left uncorrected. By default, we can communicate to the student that we agree with the behavior. Disrespect is not a condition. It's a learned behavior. And students must be held accountable for their actions. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. Bullying should never be justified or excused because of poor genetics or negative environmental influences. Respect can always be taught with the imposition of the right consequences. Always let your students know that bullying is wrong and it will not be tolerated. My name is Jim Burns and that was your anti-bullying one-minute tip.
Well, hi again, everybody, and we're back. That was your anti-bullying one-minute tip of the day. As I said, we'll be incorporating them into every episode that we now have on Anti-Bullying 101. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to Anti-Bullying 101, please do so. Please tell your friends about it. Please make sure that you subscribe because it'll make you aware of when new episodes come out. They usually come out on Monday. Also, realize I'm going to put a link in the episode description. This podcast doesn't run on its own. It needs your help. And we have a a beautiful new uh, setup. It's called the Anti-Bullying 101 Premium Podcast Membership where you can get all kinds of uh, strategies, techniques, lesson plans, products, and other podcasts that are premium podcasts that you can get just by subscribing and becoming a member. The cost is $9.95 a month. It's well worth it. It will help you deal with the bullying epidemic. It'll help you deal with it much better if you're a teacher, a parent, or anyone that experienced this this type of trauma in their lives. Now, if bullying happened at at a school, one of the things you got to do is you got to talk to your teacher. And you'd want to be in a, put yourself in a position where you are not an easy target. If a bully says something to you, you have to look them in the eye and just walk away confidently. Don't get involved in a fight or a verbal uh, discussion with the bully, trying to stick up for yourself. Because what will happen, what will happen is you'll end up basically having a fight. You could look bad. You could look worse than what the bully want, how the bully wants you to look. The bully will also say to you, see, you're, you're, you're telling me I'm picking on him. He's just started a fight with me. So you avoid physical and verbal confrontations with a bully. You have to display confidence and you have to understand that term that I've used over and over again, productive conflict. You got to stick with friends. Stay with the people. Stay with the people that you know are safe. You know that you have a relationship with them and they're people that you know are not going to bully you. You've got to keep yourself safe. You got to say what you feel and exit the area. Don't hang around waiting, waiting for other things to happen. Bullies want to hurt your feelings. And even if they're being mean, act as if they're not succeeding. Do your best to act as if they're not succeeding. Stand up for other students who are being bullied and ask them to stand up for you. That's where having close friends comes in. You have to make sure that you have a group of friends and those friends will stand up for you and help you. And lastly, walk away just walk away. Or if you're in a, a job situation, leave the area. If they are uh, 
uh, you are being um, bullied or if there's off-color jokes being told or if someone is picking on somebody else, you can stand up for them. You could even take the person who's the target at that point and lead them away to another area. These are the things that we have to get kids to do. These are the things adults need to do if, in fact, we're going to have a bully-proof environment. Get involved with other people who enjoy the same activities. You don't, and don't try to befriend a bully in an activity. This all takes rehearsal. There's rehearsal involved here where you have to practice certain lines. You have to practice saying, I'm going to go get some help. You have to realize that practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. And that's what you want. You want certain lines on the tip of your tongue all the time that you can use. I'm going to ask you to stop. Or better yet, stop. Knock it off. Someone makes an off-color remark or says something about another person. Hey, that's unkind. Those are the things that bullies need to hear. They need to hear it because it's important for, for them to realize that they're wrong. And what we want is we want the bully to be on the outside looking in. Now, I'm just going to share with you briefly the rules for bully-proofing a classroom, a school, uh, a uh, workplace, even a home, a community. And these were taken from a book called Creating a Bully-Free Classroom. It was written by Alan Bean. And I want you to be aware of it. I don't even know if it's out anymore, if it's uh, in publication. But it's called Creating a Bully-Free School by Dr. Alan Bean. Bean being spelled B-E-A. N-E. So if you have the time, check out the book. But here are just some rules that you can put in place. Bullying is not allowed in our classroom, in our world, in our community, in our home, in our workplace. We don't call names, tease, or put people down. And, you know, in a, in a work room, on a job, you could have these rules posted. Because I think they're as important for kids to learn, uh, important as important for adults to learn, just as it's important for kids to learn. You don't hit, shove, kick, or punch. As an adult, if you're doing that, you better evaluate you know, your behavior. Kids will hit and shove and do things at a water fountain, you know, or they'll do it on the playground. They need to be corrected if they're doing it with bullying in mind. But kids are always going to be involved in horseplay, and they're also going to be involved with things that are just childhood stuff. And we have to be aware of that as well. 
If we see someone being bullied, we speak up or we get help. That's it. There's no gray area in there. When we do things as a group, we make sure everyone is included, no one is left out. Now, let me put in a caveat here. There's a thing going on in schools right now where students are inviting other people to... um, parties, you know, and they're not allowed to do it. They can't do it. They can't come in and invite 10 kids to a party at their home on Saturday afternoon because to the school, that's in, that's exclusion. Well, here's the point I'm going to make. We don't want to leave anybody out, but we also know that it's sometimes it's difficult to let everybody in. And quite frankly, as a child in school, I may not be friends with everyone in my class. I might not be. And if I'm not, if I'm not friends with everyone in my class, okay, what I have to be aware of is I don't have to invite everybody that's in my class. I may only invite a few people, but... Years ago, you used to be able to bring an invitation into school and give it to certain kids so that they could come to your party. You can't do that anymore. All of this needs to be done outside the school. And I think when we think of exclusion, we have to think of it as intent. What's your motivation? Do you want to leave people out? Now, what does happen is certain kids get invited And they talk about the fact that they were invited in front of kids that weren't invited. That's a no-no. Because you're only trying, your motivation is to make those kids feel bad. That's your motivation. And that's not what you want to do. But if four kids are hanging around and they say, Hey, let's go over Joe's house. And or Joe says, why don't you come over to my house? And he invites two people and leaves one person out. That motivation is bad. That's what has to be looked at. And that's what needs to be stopped. Exclusion with intent is never allowed. When you exclude somebody with intent to hurt that's bullying, and we have to be aware of it. So you do things as a group. If you're standing in a group, the whole group goes. You don't just invite one or two people to your house or one or two people to, hey, let's go get ice cream. You don't do that. Number six, new people come onto a job, come into a classroom. New people, we meet all the time. We introduce them. We make them feel welcome. That's what we do. We want kids to feel welcome. We want adults to feel welcome. So we do our best. When new people come along, we almost pair up with them just to help them learn the ropes, 
that are either in the classroom or in the workplace. We listen better. We listen to each other's opinions. We listen to each other's thoughts. And we value the differences that other people have. And we value the different opinions that other people have. Workplace, school, it doesn't matter. These are the things that we have to do. And a no-brainer, we treat each other with kindness and respect. That doesn't mean that you have to like everybody. And, and you certainly don't exchange disrespect for disrespect. But you do your best to treat everyone with kindness and respect. And I will admit to you that some it's very difficult to do that with some people. You respect property. If you're on a job and you're around things, you can't walk off with um, material things that belong to the uh, place that employs you. If you're a custodian in a school, you can't be walking out with toilet paper and light bulbs. You respect property. You can't put graffiti on things. You can't write on a desk. You can't. That's all part of bullying. And that's something that many people don't consider. And number 10, you look for the good in others. You know, people will provide you with the evidence to support your belief. That's known as the halo effect or the self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you look for the good in others, they'll give it to you. If you look for the bad in others, you'll find it. And we have to learn as a community, as a school, we have to learn how to bullyproof our environment. The title of this episode is How Can We Bullyproof Our Environment? How can we bullyproof and create a positive climate in our environment? And it starts with us individually. That's where it starts. If we can do these things, if we can work on these things, what we will have is if we're all doing it, we're all benefiting from it. And that's something that we need to be aware of. It's not hard. It's easy because this is this nightmare has been going on for so long. It's been going on for so long that it almost becomes difficult to consider. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please subscribe to the podcast. I beg you so you can be notified when other episodes come out. Also, um, please realize that this podcast is not run on its own. It needs your help and support. Please hit that button to subscribe to the premium podcast. Visit my store. I'll have a link in the episode description for that as well. It is critical that you you realize the, the resources that are there for you. And as I said, around Christmas time, you don't even have to be with the person. You could send them a digital resource 
that they can use to use if they're teachers they can use it in their classroom they can use it in their home as a parent the resources are wonderful and you'll find a variety of different things there take the time to do those three things for me as my listening audience and you'll find that we will be taking mighty steps in helping to bullyproof our environment that we live in, that we care about, and where we want to feel safe and secure as individuals, and we want to provide that safety and security to other people as well. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I will see you again next week. I usually do my podcast on Monday. I hope you're with me. Okay, until then, have a great day. And for today, happy Monday.